0: This is On the Block with Strick and Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland
1: for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93 7 a ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakovic. I love that man, Creed. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet
0: GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Strick Buck. Hold up.
1: We are live from the Ticket Studios here. This is On the Block on a Thursday on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bokovan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, Eric Strickland. And uh, we're happy to be back with you, Strick, in, in, in particular, because he's been out doing Big Ten Media Day stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about that on the Ticket Water Cooler. I wanted to jump and ask you about uh, what you were doing this morning with the basketball team, because I know a lot of the focus on is on Nebraska football, getting up and running. I get that, and it's a football state, but hey, you know, I love my Nebraska basketball too. Uh, what,
0: what was going on over there? Well, um, getting over there with the guys, um, I talked to Fred not too long ago, and i um, you know, he really wanted me to just kind of come by and, and, and talk to the guys, introduce, him, do, introduce me to some of the guys. Some of the older guys, obviously, that knew me. Um, and uh, so, they, they you know, they had a couple of coaches that had come through and, and were interviewing, so forth and so on. And so, uh, he was doing that situation. Well, one coach. It was one Um and so I got a chance to sit down and talk with him, kind of pick his brain, see what he's thinking, um, you know, what his you know pipeline looked like, so forth and so on. He looks like he's really very well connected. Won't share who it is. Yeah. But um, <laughs> other than that, um, it was good. You can tell that the guys are probably antsy, kind of ready to. They're they're maybe burnt out a little bit, but they still got after it. I mean, they went hard. They're they're learning. You can tell that they're dressing. You know me. I I was pretty staunch on. And, and, and hard on some issues that we talked about, you know, on things that I think needed to be addressed, rebounding, um, some techni- technical things, a reading of some things uh, when they're running certain plays, how things should open up and, and how the ball should move. So you got some coaching done out there. Um, I didn't do it, but uh, I got a chance just to observe. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a little bit. It's because because um, yeah, individually, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously got a chance to talk to Walk, uh, you know, Walk, and I got a chance to work together, um, work on some things. We talked about counters and, and different th- uh, things that he needed to do there. Obviously, he still needs to extend his range a little bit. To he's be working to on that, but he's working. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got to work with Denim today, uh, Denim Dawson. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we got a chance to, to 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 work, and I got a chance to kind of give him a few tidbits on some things progressively that would help him uh, because he's obviously a young player there's still some things mechanically that he you know you carry with you from AAU or from your high school years but as you progress especially as the speed continues to get better those are some things shooting technique wise to make it more consistent um, you know when you get tired in the fourth quarter to make sure that you're able to you know hit certain shots and and uh, to just be consistent in, in your in your makes and with your arcs and ball placement and the, the speed of being able to get the ball off quicker mm. without being challenged. So those are some things I was able to talk to him about. Uh, he was excited about it, so we got a chance to talk and, and I'll probably get over there and work with him a little bit more. There's probably a few of them. you know Sam i mean Grisel. Um, Grisel didn't didn't really get to do too much. I kind of rode on the bike a little bit. He finally's been cleared. Uh, looks like um, Wilheim. Um, you know, after his injury, there was a few. You know, about his third practice. So they're starting to kind of get together collectively, and and but they're bought in, and they're addressing the rebounding issues, and they're making sure they're they're staying on them about making contact, no looking, just finding guys to either help or to get to on those weak sides. Um, you know, in their transition, making better decisions and, and doing things like that. And it looks like their coverages and the way that they're going to cover is also uh, different in that they're going to force it different ways as they, and and try to minimize just the openness of, of, of allowing space for people and creating opportunities for them. They're, they're looking like they're creating a focus and it, it's very reminiscent of us um, back in our day, the way in the style that we played. And so, um, I was excited to see it. It looked good. They look good. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's that's news to me. No, Now, C.J. Wilshere's
0: lo- stroking that thing. Oh, is he now? Now, see, he's lost about 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's lost some weight. I he's think that's very something focused. You to do, yeah. He's kind of, you, you can tell he's taking on the role Beautiful. with the absence of, yeah. you know, Trey and the absence of Bryce. And, you know, there's really not a guy that is established. You can tell that their defensive prowess has increased with the additions that they've made in the portal. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's it's looking good.
1: Yeah, that that's awesome to hear because I know I mean it, it kind of feels like CJ has to be at least, you know you you wonder with the new team, the new guys coming in, you don't know what the roles are gonna be, but CJ's probably got your best chance to be a guy that can get it in the bucket uh more often than not, be one of your leading scorers yeah. of the returning guys. Yeah. Uh and uh so that's that's no great time. To no Tamanaga there? Yeah, no he's, he's, he's still playing overseas. on the
0: international yeah. circuit, but yeah. Do
1: you see Adam Howard there? Was that part of the new defensive No. Uh,
0: no, yes, Adam was there so we got a chance to meet. We we talked, uh had a very good talk and we're going to probably talk some more. Um Two defensive
1: minded guys there, you guys, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I love it because
0: his mentality is very similar to mine. Yeah. And I love it. Um I also like Blaze. Yeah. I'm 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 very impressed with what I got. He's as to big see as we Blaze. thought. As very person. big. Yeah. He likes to mix it up, but he does things that's uniquely different from a guy of his size as a big man. Usually there's guys that are just trying to wait time, do blocks, get block shots. Um, that wasn't necessarily the case uh, with Blaze. Blaze uh, was very much, um, he would take a charge. Oh, okay. Like yeah, he reads the situation minutes, exactly. Yeah. Like he he reads the situation and if it's an angle that's required, he may go and test you. If he's there in position, he'll set up for a charge and he'll take it. And that's, that's unusual for a big fella. And, and I think that's going to surprise, maybe I should be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We don't want to give away the, 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 secret sauce on what's going on out there and people listening. You to just it.
1: hope he gets a call because some people, I mean, I remember Andre Almeida, especially when he played here. He's big a fella, big, big guy. Ooh. He'd get fouls just for being big. That's about it. I mean, you, they'd go run into him. He, he couldn't move. There was nothing he could do. And he's just like, okay, well, I don't know about that. So we'll have our, our qualms with officiating yeah. as usual. I'm going
0: to get over there more as, as the season starts to ramp up and. And, and, and pop my head in and kind of see how things are progressing.
1: Uh, that, that's good to hear. I think the basketball uh, program will uh, nothing but benefit from you uh, being around a little bit. Uh, let's go to Mike here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Mike, how's it going?
0: Good. How are you guys?
1: Oh, not too Wonderful. bad. Yeah, what's on your mind?
0: Well, good. Well, hey,
1: Eric, I got a question. You know, they got to hire another assistant. <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard any names. I think Steve Sippel put in on three about uh, – not really hearing any rumblings. I'm going to throw a name out there for you, and I'm just curious your thoughts. I know you would know the guy. I don't think he really had a coaching role when you were there, but what would you think about Jay Stedman? I know uh, some people that have played for him and said he was just a tremendous coach, Yeah. and I know no one bleeds more Husker Red than he does. Now, I don't know what his forte is, offense, defense, whatever, but he's, you know, he's coached overseas. In professional basketball, um, I, I and like I say, if if it counts for anything, wanting to to be a Husker and come back, he's the guy. What what are your thoughts, Eric? Thanks.
0: Thanks, Mike. Um, now I, I have a I have I, I don't want to be biased in this particular answer uh, that Mike just posed because um, Jay Stedman was not only my college roommate, um, he was also my assistant when I first went into the NBA. So he handled a lot of my foundation affairs and a lot of things, um, you know, internally with me. I kept him around the game and, and kind of helped lead him into getting that TCU position as he was coaching first starting. Um, so I don't want to be in, and, and he was, he was the one that was working, working with me to get me before I went to the league. So mm. I don't want to be biased from that standpoint. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically putting it out there so that everybody knows that, uh, when I speak about him, there is a personal relationship there. Um, but also, I want to be quite honest, he's he's a recruiting genius. Like, he's really good. I think given resources and given opportunities, given NILs, you know, just different things and tools, Jay is very good. He's taken teams like Rio Grande Valley and, um, uh, you know, teams that he's coached and been assisted to, uh, TCU even and raise their levels like just by the recruits that he's been able to to identify and bring into the program. So he's very good. There's no one, as Mike said, that would bleed bigger red than Jay Stedman. Um, Fred did did let me know that they've been in contact. Um, there has you know been a process along those lines, whether or not that triggers pulled. I think Fred is probably going to be taking his time. He's not going to be in a hurry in this particular hire. Um, he's going to identify what type of person that uh, he wants based on the staff that he's already put together uh, that can fit in and and be of of help in that aspect. But um, I would advocate for Jay. Jay's solid. He's a solid dude. He's from Lincoln. He knows this place. There's no greater person that's probably better to sell Lincoln than Jay Steadman, who's been here. He's worked around uh, the area. He knows it better than most. And and, uh, given resources, I think he could do a good job.
1: And where is he at now? I'm trying to, to find out. He's he he was Texas. last
0: at Maine. He okay. was he he was last at Maine, and it it wasn't that he was a bad coach. He was interim coach, didn't get the job. You know, obviously, when new coaches come in, sometimes, you know, they want to bring in their own guys, and uh, so they they moved on, and and so he's down there now, and uh, he's back in Texas, just kind of uh, putting his his feelers out there. I think this is probably the one he would like. So he may be even holding off opportunities. I know that there's probably some opportunities that were presented himself. I mean, Coach Crutchfield up in uh, UNO, they have a great relationship. There's no doubt in my mind he probably would have loved to have Jay on his staff, but I think Jay's probably looking for something bigger, and and and, and this would be his big fish.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that, that'd that be pretty awesome to, to see another uh, guy with Husker Connections in the program, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think we all feel – um, pretty good that they'll make a good hire there. Obviously, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everybody because I know there are people similar to the Frost conversation. Once you get on on Hoiberg, Hoiberg needs to win. I mean, yeah. there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. This upcoming year, so uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. I'm very excited. I know it broke during Big Ten media days that Oklahoma game uh, to get back in against a, a former Big Eight, Big Twelve opponent. I believe that's even on Thanksgiving or very near Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're non-con. They're actually yeah. non-cons, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, I think you're about they right. Set it up pretty good. Yeah.
1: Um, but. Uh, uh, if it is near Thanksgiving, which I think it is, is it might even be on Thanksgiving. That's a heck of a Black Friday weekend if you get. Uh, <laughs> it's on like my birthday
0: time frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, around there so, too. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna definitely I'm gonna have fun enjoy there. that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, I think if I can work this out, if my boss is here at ninety three seven, the ticket. If you're listening, um, I, I would, I would probably want to. Being that I just came from Orlando, they, they're playing down in that that tournament. I think that would be a oh, nice yeah. tournament down in Orlando that I'd like to get down there and cover as well. Um, uh, So that would be a good, good look. Uh, But yeah, their non-con is pretty solid. I'm, I'm excited. Obviously they're getting a chance to play Omaha. You know, I I had a, that was part of my conversation. I said, I've been watching from afar, but now I'm near. And one of the things that's irking Strickey more than anything is this red losing to the blue every year. That's Mm -hmm. that irks me more than anything. And I said, y'all need to take care of that. That's one thing that, you know, stricky don't deal too. You know, yeah, well, with. well, yeah, they don't sit well with me. You know what <laughs> I mean? But, but listen, I, I, I do. I love think Mac is doing. Omaha, a, yeah, man, yeah. I, I think Mac is doing a great job up there at Creighton and, and what he's put together. I think they're on the verge. I think I think this year may be a team that they've put together with the talent that they have could put them in the top ten and and make a make a run if they you know position themselves correctly in the Big East. Um, so yeah, listen, the, 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 uh, the mission is going to be tough for yeah. the Huskers to get it done, but I love that they're bought in. I love the additional pieces that, and they're going to be just as long as anybody in the country from front, from backcourt to frontcourt. I mean, that's, there's no question about it. They're going to be long and they're going to be a problem. And they're going to be able to throw different types of lineups at you. And if they buy in. And they all figure that no matter how much they play, when they play, they're – can I say this on the, without getting dumped? Balls to the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're talking they're, about basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Balls. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, they're, they're balls to the wall. And they're literally, no matter how long you're out there, that you're full tilt with no reservation of what energy is being spent, that they can be a problem because it, that's going to allow them to get out and run. That's that's what made us successful, bro, is yeah. that we can not only throw many different looks at you, you know, me playing the three at times, um, you know, being able to play multiple positions, sometimes being able to guard fours, like even when we played Tulane guarding Gerald Honeycutt, who's 6'8", and he was a beast and killed people. But being able to throw different lineups at people like they're going to be able to do and yeah. run and – Get in the open court, and if they rebound, they're going to be a problem. And I and I mean that. I'm not just talking and blowing smoke up the the listeners on the block here. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm saying they could be a problem because they're they're long, athletic, and uh, if they rebound, they're gonna they're gonna be able to get out in open court, and they got guys that can finish.
1: Well, that's, that's interesting, too, because it's almost a, a culture change, I suppose, there, too, with bringing in Adam Howard. It, it seems like maybe there is more of the focus on, okay, and rather than kind of have the NBA open mm-hmm. offense. And maybe they'll still do that, but maybe focus a little bit more mm-hmm. on the defense and uh, in, in getting those rebounds, which has just killed the team over the last several years. Now you look at uh, the front court, they've, they've got some height. They've got some bodies down yeah. there they can throw at you, too. So oh, yeah. I can't wait to see it. There's not going to be a whole lot of hype, I think, from outside of Lincoln, you know, probably around the Big Ten. Maybe they can use that too, kind of as a a chip on their shoulder. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see Nebraska basketball uh, at any time. I love Nebraska basketball. I always say it, any day with Nebraska basketball is better than a day without it. So, I'm glad we got a little piece of that in there too. There's Somebody on the text line asked
0: about Greasel. Um, Again, good body. Great body. Great size. They really like him and what the prospects of him can be. I just didn't get to see him. He didn't he's he's not really full in full participation at this particular point he just really got cleared so um, I didn't really get to see him but I, I, I think it's a great addition I think it can be a great addition um, don't sleep on Ramel Lloyd mm-hmm. Um great size great body great you know solid in the basketball side but they've got they've got guys multiple guys that can actually do some tremendous things uh, they love the defense they love the defensive guys that they can throw at you for this particular team
1: though. if you had to guess uh, right now maybe just a few names a leading score for this team because that is that's kind of the question who's gonna step up in that role um, you know, maybe you mentioned a couple of the guys, Greaso, Bandamel, the transfers. Yeah, statement.
0: probably Greaso, and, and I would say Wilcher. I, mm. I think R- Wilcher looks the most confident right now in his attack and in and, and his catch and shoot. And he's done the work off season, got in the weight room. Um, I spoke with Kurt, their, their uh, strength and conditioning coach. And he's 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 put in the time. He's put in the work. Um, he's doing some intermittent fasting right now. That's allowing his body weight to, to get down. Obviously, it caused some frustration sometimes because you're not eating at a certain time. And yeah. and but uh, but no, he looks the most focused and, and 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 tied in mentally in doing what needs to do to make sure that they put buckets on the board.
1: That's interesting, especially, I mean, his brother Simeon's about to jump in out there at North Carolina, too, so uh, that'll be kind of fun. Hopefully, he can uh, outpace him a little bit. That's going to be quite a challenge, though. Simeon's like a top-ten ranked recruit coming in this year so uh we'll see that's that's very exciting stuff uh let's take a quick break here on the block when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about the big 10 media days we'll jump into some uh, pro sports stuff here in a second too but i just wanted to ask Strick what he kind of thought about frost choosing not to uh not to say much at least at least for the opening statement at big 10 media days so we'll do that next year on the block on 93.7 the ticket